Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. Hey there. Do you ever walk around thinking, something's just not right? I got the car, I got the house, I got the significant other, maybe even the kid, the dog. I got a bank account, but something is just not right. Something in my gut just feels off. Maybe that's because your actions aren't in alignment with your values. You're a good and decent person. You help those in need. When you see suffering on the side of the road, you do something about it. But are you unknowingly contributing to enormous suffering without even realizing that you're doing it because society has told you a lie. Society has told you you get a pass on this particular suffering. And I'm talking about what we put in our bodies. I'm talking about what we eat. Welcome to Jane Unchained. And you can unchain yourself from one particularly toxic behavior that is affecting everything. It is affecting our world. It is affecting our health. It is affecting human world hunger. It is affecting the environment. And most of all, it is affecting our souls because nobody gets a pass on killing. I wanna welcome uh, two incredible guests today. We have Erica Meyer, who is the head of Compassion Over Killing, an incredible, incredible organization, and Mary Beth, who is her PR person with Compassion Over Killing. This is an organization that is changing the world, and their name says it all, Compassion Over Killing. It's just making that switch what we think of as a sacrifice, what we think of as never being able to again is actually a portal. And when we step through that portal to the other side, we see the world with a whole new set of glasses because we've stopped killing. Erica Meyer, are you there? Good to be here. Well, welcome to the debut show of Jane Unchained on Voice America Radio. And your organization, you as a human being, have done so much to end suffering. Tell me what your philosophy is for those who are listening and who may be completely unfamiliar with the whole concept of a compassionate lifestyle. Yeah, thank you. You know, your introduction to this was so thoughtful and really all-inclusive in terms of how our dietary choices have such far-reaching impact on the world around us, ways in which we often don't think about. And and in in a lot of situations, we're not encouraged to think about it. And when I say that, I am largely referring to the suffering involved behind the closed doors of factory farms. And it's, it's amazing how our simple choices, what we eat every day, can impact so much around us from the billions of animals suffering, the environment, um, our personal health, our public, global health, uh, the the workers who are inside these facilities, uh, it's, you know, it's so extensive. And by simply making that choice, which can seem daunting, and, um, you know, I, I didn't grow up vegan. I became vegan after learning about different issues I cared about and aligning my, my morals with my menu. And you just start to feel different. You start to realize that you can contribute uh, more compassion and put more compassion into the world by leaving animals off of our plates. Yes. And you have so many incredible programs going on to get people to make that leap. Tell us about Veg Week, which kicks off uh, in one week from today, April 16th. Uh, and it's really a great opportunity if people want to make this switch because truly it is impacting them in such a profound way. See, the subconscious knows a lot more than the conscious mind. So even though society is telling you, hey, if you did this to a dog, your dog or your cat, 
for one day, you'd be charged with animal cruelty. But it's okay to do horrible things to a pig or a cow or a chicken or a turkey or a baby lamb because we're telling you that, oh, you eat them and that means that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, well, it does matter. And even though consciously society is saying it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, just like they used to say it's okay to you know, uh, treat women as subhuman, just as they said it was okay to treat certain people based on certain ridiculous criteria as less than. Today, we're saying it's okay to go and co-sign torture, institutionalized torture of animals, and you get a pass. But your deep subconscious knows that you do not get a pass. We've got a caller, Donnie Moss from New York. Donnie, what do you got to say? Well, I have a question for all of you. You know, I saw a video uh, several years ago called Meet Your Meat on YouTube about animal agriculture and slaughterhouses, and I went vegan overnight. And I showed that same video to my friends and my family thinking that they would have the same reaction, and they didn't. And it was really disheartening. Um, and so I, I, my question for the two of you is, is there an approach that works best to help people in your lives to sort of see the light and do what we did? I'll let Erica answer that one. <laughs> Donnie, that is a really fantastic question, and I think that this can sometimes be a very difficult dialogue, especially when we look at the entrenched root of food in our culture. You know, food is obviously, first and foremost, as we are aware, a, a, a source of nourishment. We need food to live. Um, but it's also ingrained in our culture in many ways. We use food to celebrate holidays and family get-togethers, and it, it sort of weaves this social fabric for us. So when you talk to people and, and share information that sort of it's counter um, to everything that they've already believed in their lives about food and where it comes from and how these animals are being treated, it can be quite shocking to the system. And I think some of the most effective tools, and there's no cookie cutter answer to this, is, you know, if, 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 if we had one, we could be closer to a vegan world today. It takes a lot of different approaches depending on the situation and the scenario to have that dialogue. And for us as an organization, we believe that when people are given information um, about their food choices and are empowered to learn more about it, then they end up deciding to make more compassionate choices. It's just a matter of, of knowledge. So I think part of it is support and understanding that, you know, very few of us are born vegan. We all learned our own paths and our own journeys to where we are today. And to introduce people, once we start to learn more about where our food is coming from, one of the biggest hurdles we've encountered talking to people is they might know the truth. They don't want to see it. It's hard to see. Uh, they might know it. They might, in their, their deep conscious, know it and understand that it's wrong. But what do they do? What is, how, do they, how do they make other choices, especially in a society where overwhelmingly there's meat, milk, and eggs everywhere? Uh, so it's a matter, I think, of providing some support and understanding and help them down that journey, even if it's just a Meatless Mondays or sort of to segue into our campaign about Veg Week. This is a campaign specifically designed for what we like to call pre-vegans to take a week uh, and explore plant-based options. It's a, it's a week-long commitment to say, I'm going to try new foods. I'm going to be open to the ideas of, you know, trying a veggie burger or eating quinoa for the first time. And after that week is over, to decide maybe those are some flavors I really enjoyed and I'm not ready to go vegan, but I'm going to add these options to my routine and I'm going to continue down that path towards vegan eating. So I would bring vegan meals over to your family. If the video is too much to watch, um, you know, maybe have a thoughtful dialogue about why it matters to you and then encourage them to try plant-based meals. Well, I, I think that one of the most important things to do is to normalize veganism. And uh, that's why on Jane Unchained and Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell, we do a daily vegan cooking show. Because what people don't understand, Donnie, is they think it's a sacrifice when actually there's far more diversity, more options in vegan food, plant-based food, than there is in meat. We only kill about six animals for the most part. Let's leave the exotic bison eaters aside, but it's cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, uh, lambs, and uh, 
duck maybe, right? And yet there are tens of thousands of vegetables, fruits, nuts, and grains. So when you start shifting your mentality, you can see that there are just so many different options. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk to Mary Beth, who has raised her children vegan, and how she does it and how it's good for you. Um, we've got another caller, Vanessa from Los Angeles. Vanessa, what do you've got to say this morning? Good morning. Thank you so much for doing this show. What a terrific show. And I wanted to uh, bring up the point you made about what the subconscious mind knows, how much more it knows than the conscious mind, because as a psychotherapist, I hear so many people saying, oh, I wish I could do that. Or they know that it's better in some way, but it seems to me that it's the self-esteem that gets in the way of their being congruent with their value systems, that they don't care enough about themselves and don't have enough compassion for themselves to be able to act in a way that they think is morally better, that they've even stated is morally better. So how can they treat others with compassion when they won't even do that for themselves? And I was thinking of the quote that Dr. Will Tuttle had in the beginning of the World Peace Diet, the quote from Gandhi that says, the most violent weapon on earth is the table fork. We live in such a violent society. We have so much crime, so much hierarchy, bosses, capitalism, violation of the self, that we're in a world and the history of our world that is full of violence because to me, there's such a level of deep emptiness in us that we don't know how to instill self-esteem. And if we were able to instill that self-esteem, we'd have compassion for all beings. We wouldn't want to conquer, have dominion over others, kill, have systems of exploitation that our whole world culture is based on. And so I think that point to me, when you said that really resonated with me, that well, yeah, we can't just have a congruence until we are able to work on that self-esteem. Yes. And let me say that, Vanessa, um, subliminally advertisers equate meat and dairy consumption with all sorts of things that it has nothing to do with, like patriotism, Correct. family values, mm -hmm. mobility. For men, masculinity is equated with meat. For women, mm -hmm. uh, dairy is equated with femininity. That's why it's easier for men to give up dairy and it's easier for women to give up meat. None of it's true. Mm. If anything, mm -hmm. it's actually the opposite for men um, many men suffer from erectile dysfunction, and that is simply the vessels in the penis getting clogged with plaque. Plaque comes from cholesterol. Cholesterol only exists in animal products. And so if you are having a problem in that area, go plant-based. You're going to see uh, a big difference. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well and said. <laughs> so those are the facts. Uh, the truth is that the leading killer in America is heart disease. It kills one out of every four people. Heart disease is arteries to the heart getting clogged with plaque. Plaque comes from cholesterol. Cholesterol comes from animals. Only animals produce cholesterol. We're animals. We produce our own cholesterol. Animals are animals. They produce their cholesterol. There is no cholesterol in vegetables, period, end of story. So um, the reason why we're not told this is, is sort of complicated, but it's also sort of simple. You can't make money from a disease that never occurred. You can't make money from a surgery you never had to do. You can't make money from a pill you never had to dispense. Okay, so if people went plant-based and they had lower cholesterol, they, they, the erectile dysfunction went away, the heart disease went away, the diabetes went away, and the cancer went away, what would happen to our medical industry? There's a reason they call it the Food and Drug Administration. First, they feed you the toxic food, then they make money selling you the drugs and the surgeries. And if you want incredible proof of that, watch this film called What the Health, and it's on Netflix, What the Health. Don't take my word for it. This film documents how even these nonprofit organizations that are raising million dollars, millions of dollars, and have you marching and doing runs and 5Ks and marching with balloons, searching for a cure. Guess what? You don't have to cure the disease that never occurred in the first place because you prevented it. That's a lot of people feel kind of a scam because they've been searching for those cures for a long time, okay? And our leading killers are heart disease and cancer. 
Now, cancer, processed meat, which is how most people consume a lot of meat, is officially cancer-causing, according to the World Health Organization. It is a carcinogen. That means that bacon and uh, hot dogs and all the other processed meat cause cancer. Do they have warnings? Do they have warning labels on the bacon? No. Okay, so we're living in a world where we're not getting the facts. Why? Look at the advertisers. Look at the advertisers. They're mostly fast food and pharmaceuticals. And what kind of upside down world do we live in where every time you turn on the TV, all you hear is about somebody suffering from something and then tell your doctor uh, that you want that blue pill or that pink pill or that purple pill. Doctors are supposed to diagnose and prescribe, not the other way around. So we have to start thinking for ourselves, okay? And that's what this is all about. You know, I have run into people who vigorously defend their diet while they're clearly suffering. They may be suffering from obesity. They may be suffering from uh, low energy, from uh, all sorts of other problems like diabetes like uh, osteoporosis. They tell you that milk is good for osteoporosis. No, actually uh, the China study and other studies show that cultures that have the least dairy consumption have the lowest rates of osteoporosis. All right, we're on with Erica Meyer from Compassion Over Killing. On the other side of the break, we're gonna talk to one of her colleagues, Mary Beth, who is raising her children <laughs> vegan and some people get slammed for that. But guess what? It is the healthiest diet around. So again, you're listening to Jane Unchained. Unchain yourself from habits that are killing you, killing the planet, killing animals. There is a whole joyous, happy new way of living out there, but it's actually an old way. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, believe it or not. <laughs> so uh, on the other side of the break, you're going to hear some more examples of how there is a miracle that awaits you and all you need is a shift in consciousness. Peace begins on your plate. See it in a couple of secs. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Listen for In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt, international media celebrity, supermodel, and renowned beauty and lifestyle expert, as well as founder and CEO of Envelop Her, multimedia platform for women, and sought-after inspirational speaker on women's issues. You'll connect with Clarissa's super influencer celebrity friends and experts as they speak about health, wealth, beauty, lifestyle, business, the love of giving, and the love of living a model life. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, everybody. We're talking about a glorious new way of living that's filled with joy and happiness. You know, happiness is an inside job. It doesn't matter how much stuff you have, what kind of car you drive, what kind of watch you're wearing. If you're ha- unhappy inside, that's going to take a toll. And a lot of people are. There's something wrong inside and they don't know what it is. Well, guess what? It could be that your behavior, your actions are not in tune with your fundamental values of kindness and compassion and just being of service, doing the right thing. Uh, What we have in this planet today is 50 to 60 billion sentient beings that are just like our dogs and cats, living in institutionalized torture, castrated without anesthesia, their tails cut off, uh, just treated in a way that is really morally reprehensible. It's wrong, it's morally wrong. And I know that Americans are decent people. And when they find out that something is wrong, they, they do something about it. But that information has been kept from us. You know, there's a reason why they take kids to, uh, uh, let's say, uh, see flowers or see a petting zoo. They don't take them to a slaughterhouse, okay? They don't take them to a slaughterhouse because what's happening there is is beyond comprehension nightmarish and would give those kids nightmares. So we're going to get to Mary Beth in a second, but first let's get the caller, Amic. Amic, uh, what do you got to say today? Hi, can you hear? Yes. Hi, hi, Jane. Thank you so much. You're awesome. I've been an activist since last year, and I thought when I became a vegan, I saved the world. Then I saw the whole aspect of being an activism and wake people up. And then I realized that humans are the only species to turn happy babies into criminals just through feeding them violence. It's so simple to turn our society into functioning healthy society just by changing our habits of eating and treating other beings with respect. Well, Emic, you raise a very important point. A lot of kids don't gravitate to meat. And the perfect example is if you put a, a bunny rabbit and an apple in a crib, the kid would go for the apple and pet the bunny. A carnivore would go for the bunny and ignore the apple. So I want to bring in Mary Beth, who's been so patient. Mary Beth Wood, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you not only work at Compassion Over Killing, which is extraordinary, but you have some vegan kids. Tell us about it. I do. Um, my son is two and a half. His name is George. And my daughter, Helen, is nine months. And so it's been a healthy diet. This is the demonization oh, of eating vegetables is one of the biggest crimes that society is committing on itself. You know, uh, I have a great niece who's been vegan from birth. She's totally healthy. She's in college. She's got more energy up the wazoo. Um, But yet, have you had parents who say, oh, you don't feed your kids meat? Yeah, I I have. And you brought up a really good point, too, about a lot of children not even liking meat. I mean, I I think that it's it's really interesting. I mean, my son, my mom told me that one time he was over and she had chicken nuggets for him. And this was been notes to me and he wouldn't eat them. He doesn't like them. Um, you know, for me, it is really about, you know, encouraging children to eat well right from the start. And it will have a positive impact on them in the future. Um, my kids are happy and healthy. They don't get sick a lot. Uh, we do hear a lot of mixed messages from the media, and we do hear a lot of inaccurate information. I, growing up, had chronic sinus infections all the time, and I was told I was going to have to get sinus surgery. I went off of dairy, and I have not had a sinus infection ever since. Maybe one, but that's after having chronic sinusitis. And, I mean, that tells you something. The doctors never said, you know, why don't you, what, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What could you do to change your diet? So I think at the end of the day, it's very difficult to know what the right thing to do is if you are looking out there into the world for information because there are a lot of misguided things. Dr. Spock's Baby and Child Care book was published in May of 1998, and it recommends a vegan diet for children. So this is nothing new. It really isn't. Um, and in his seventh and final edition of the book, he advocates for raising chicken without cow milk. And my, you know, I took my children and I still do take my children to our pediatrician and he 
is not a vegan. He's not even a vegetarian. And he said, this is fine. This is 100% fine. So, so is Erica really Meyer still with it. us? Yes, Just, I'm still here. Yes. Let, set this, the record straight. Plant-based food is the healthiest diet. It's been established by the China study. You know, all the misinformation we get, a lot of it's funded by industries that profit from people consuming meat and dairy. What, what are the facts? Yeah, you know, it's, it's so interesting when, um, you know, I've been vegan for over 20 years. And, you know, when I talk with people who aren't vegan, a lot of people have thought about it. This is now becoming such a normal conversation in our society that people know what it means. And they know that in a you know, plant-based eating, it's often considered healthier, but they still are ingrained in their habits that they grew up with. And those are the same habits I grew up with, and that's eating meat, milk, and eggs. And we're taught from a, you know, a young age in school and from our parents um, that we need to eat meat, milk, and eggs in order to be healthy. So it's a lot of unlearning that needs to happen. And one thing, as you were mentioning, that we do know is that our typical standard American diet uh, is, you know, leading to a society filled with um, very common ailments, ailments we consider normal today almost, like obesity and diabetes and heart disease. And these are all treatable and reversible um, for the most part through a plant-based diet. So what we're not talking about is, you know, people ask questions, how can you be healthy on a vegan diet? Where do you get your protein? What they're not talking about is how is my current meat, milk, and egg-based diet harming my health? And how can I do better? And so when we eat a diet that is filled with plants, a whole range of plants, um, then we are still consuming all the nutrients that we need. And, you know, I think that starting children from a young age with this information is so valuable because we Mm -hmm. do develop habits. I mean, this is, we, we don't just eat meat, milk, and eggs in our society because it's available to us. We're doing it in part, it's marketed to us, as you mentioned, and it's also a habit Mm -hmm. that we've developed. So we just need to develop new, healthier habits. And even if it's just adding more plants to our menu, our our daily diet is a huge step in the right direction. Just making sure that we're eating, you know, one meal a day or dedicating one day a week to trying these options. It does make a difference to our health. It makes a difference to animals, and it makes a difference for the environment. And, you know, it's very hard to combat the thousands of images that we are inundated with every single day. Uh, it's so ingrained in our culture. You're driving down the freeway, and the fast food restaurants are literally on signs that seem to be government signs. And so uh-huh. um, what what's happening is, unfortunately, the government is involved with promoting meat and dairy. Uh, the USDA has a, an inherent conflict of interest. I mean, it it is supposed to monitor our food system, but it also uh, promotes meat and dairy. And so they're uh, going to look the other way. I mean, they're going to look the other way on animal cruelty. There are very few animal cruelty laws that cover the vast majority of animals anyway. I mean, pigs and cows and chickens and turkeys and lambs are pretty exempt from, pretty much exempt from the um, laws that govern your dogs and cats. And now they want to speed up the slaughter lines, which is so absolutely horrific. I know Compassion Over Killing has a campaign now uh, to send the USDA a hundreds of thousands of petition signatures saying we don't want to, you know, supersize the cruelty and the sadism that's already existing in our system by speeding up the procedure for killing these pigs to the point where they're killed every couple of seconds, every five seconds or so. And the Mm -hmm. horror of that, it's just like, um, it's, it's Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. Erica. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, this is such an important dialogue and what happens 
behind the closed doors of factory farms, we as an organization have made it our mission to pull back those curtains and shine a bright light on the realities so consumers are given this information. I mean, Americans don't know what's happening behind these closed doors because the industries are working so hard to keep Mm -hmm. us in the dark. So that's why it's our job and our mission to bring that information to the public. And, you know, what's so exciting about all of this, though, is as we, as you mentioned, so the laws, I think it's a really interesting topic because I know I assumed that animals raised for food were given some sort of legal protections. But the reality mm-hmm. is on a federal level, there are no laws whatsoever protecting farm animals while they are living on the farm. This is where they're spending the majority of their time is inside factory farms, and there are no federal laws protecting these animals at all. And as we expose all of this information, get undercover video footage, put it out there, and you've been such a strong voice ensuring that more and more people are seeing this footage, we're seeing we're seeing changes. I mean, this is you know, this is mm-hmm. this has never been a better time to go vegan than now because the food choices are so much more available, so much more delicious. You know, we're seeing more than 70% of the world population is reportedly either reducing their meat consumption or leaving meat off their plates altogether. Up to 50% of U.S. dairy consumers report also choosing vegan alternatives. That's 50% of people who still consume dairy are also saying, I'm, I'm, I'm adding vegan options into my diet as well. And we've seen just here in the U.S. in the last three years, studies are showing that people identifying as vegan has grown by 600%. So this information is getting out there. People are learning. And now they're also the tools that they need to discover these foods is in their hands with social media, with the internet being more widely available, and food. I mean, vegan food. You can barely turn around without finding a new story about vegan food being added to menus and grocery stores nationwide and globally. I mean, this is really, it's it's really an, an amazing time to have this conversation because of all the changes and opportunities out there. And that's why our campaign like Veg Week is such a fun way to explore plant-based eating because it gives you an opportunity to dedicate a week where thousands of other people across the country are also dedicating that week, April 16th to the 22nd, to just exploring these plant-based options that are increasingly available. Well, that is absolutely incredible. And I am so totally excited uh, to know that things are changing because sometimes I get down. I mean, I Mm -hmm. see the video of what's happening to animals, and I just, uh, I have nightmares. I mean, every morning I wake up and I say, what can I do to stop this horror? So uh, Mary Beth, you're a PR person for Compassion Over Killing. What do you see in terms of the media uh, covering this issue? Because one of the reasons I started JaneUnchained.com is that I would go to protests, and I would go to conferences, and I would go to veg fests, and I would go to Uh, galas all about uh, a compassionate vegan diet, and I would never see any mainstream media there? You know, that's a really interesting question. I think that there's, it's it's twofold. So in terms of media covering some of the not so pretty parts about, um, you know, animal agriculture and things like that, it's been, it's been difficult, but now more than ever, more outlets are are coming out. Like the Guardian um, is, has just had a great piece on um, an undercover investigation and there's a new series that's coming out and there are a lot of really, really uh, great stories about it in terms of vegan eating and that being covered. I think that it's touch and go. I mean, there are so many health benefits and I love, I love that. What the health uh, documentary. And I think everyone should watch that. And it's a great a great way to introduce yourself to different uh, vegan foods and, and and vegan lifestyle and things like that. Um, but just like Erica said, more and more, there is just so much that has been coming out about just the benefits and how great it is. And so I do think that there is an increase in media coverage with vegan lifestyle and vegan food. And a ton of people are posting recipes and we have such great blogs like Live Kindly and Veg News. And I mean, it's endless. There are just so many great 
people out there who are just sharing the word and, and getting it out there. Um, but we really need people just to, just to keep talking about it. Well, if you want to talk about it, call 1-866-472-5795, 866-472-5795. We'd love to hear what you have to say. You know, uh, part of the problem is that uh, the, the whole term vegan has become very loaded. I think people have an image in their minds of vegans that uh, not, not to say there's anything wrong with tattoos or nose rings or pink hair, but they have this vision of some sort of extremely hyper cool tree living environmentalist who hangs upside down from a tree and doesn't participate in society when in fact we are we are all over the place you know we are I'm a journalist you're a publicist Um, Erica's running a nonprofit organization Uh, we have doctors we have lawyers we have politicians we have people all over the map And yet uh, there is this tendency to stereotype us, which is a form of discrimination so that people can mock us. But, you know, the theory is at first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they get angry at you, and then they accept you. Uh, We we do our live videos at Facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell, and I urge you to jump on there and check them out or just go to JaneUnchained.com. And sometimes people will troll us. And then Hmm. after, and I invite them back. I say, great, come on back, come on back. Like we're doing a vegan uh, dish or we're at a pig vigil watching, bearing witness as pigs go to slaughter and they'll say, mmm, bacon. But actually, I think that's a defense mechanism. I think those people are probably more likely to ultimately come to terms with what they're doing than people who have no reaction at all. The people I worry about the most are the people who have no reaction. And I know a few, Mm -hmm. you know, I know, uh, I have a friend, uh, a very old friend and she's kind in every other way. She's good to people. She's good to children. Um, she cares, she cares about her, her own dog. But if you try to bring up the issue of the violence that goes into the food that's on her plate and that she would probably not have it in her, have the stomach to slit the animal's throat herself and that she's essentially hiring somebody to do dirty work that she doesn't have the stomach for and that that person then experiences post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, the studies show alcoholism, drug addiction, there's domestic violence in the household, all because their job is to kill uh, day in, day out, hour in, hour out. Imagine that. And to me, it's cowardice. I'm not a fan of hunting, but at least the people who do are coming to terms with what they're doing. People who think hamburgers grow on hamburger trees, really, there's there's a cowardice there that they're not confronting the reality. You know, there's a time-honored legal concept. I covered trials for years. If you order the hit, you are just as guilty legally as the person who slit the victim's throat or shot the victim. Uh, There's no difference. And so... Uh, you can't just say, oh, I'm not, I'm not killing anybody. I'm not involved in that. I'm just eating this. Well, no, uh, you are involved in it. You ordered the hit. This is entirely a consumer issue. You know, uh, when we bear witness to, uh, the pigs and the cows going to slaughter, I don't blame the truck drivers. We don't know that they have a choice for another job. They work very hard. I don't blame Mm -hmm. the people who are doing the killing. To a certain degree, I don't even blame the companies. It's a consumer issue, 100%. It's the people who go into a supermarket and pick up a chicken's breast and never consider for one second that that was a being who had a mother. We're going to be right back on the other side, how you can join our incredible, fast-growing movement and all the benefits you're gonna get. We've just started on those benefits. Stay right there. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. 
Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jane Velez Mitchell, and I'm the founder editor of JaneUnchained.com, and we are introducing you to a whole joyous way of living that is not a sacrifice. It's an adventure. And basically, well, it's a very simple decision. Just don't kill today. That's, that's the one simple decision, and it's transformative. Your, every aspect of your life will change because on some level, you know that you are participating in what has become um, a monstrous uh, institutionalized torture machine that uh, unnecessarily kills 50 to 60 billion land animals. That doesn't even include fish. And in the process, we're destroying our planet. It's a leading cause of climate change, responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. And finally, the New York Times is starting to acknowledge it. I just read an article uh, where yesterday, day before, they were saying, you know, what do you want to do? What can you do to reduce your impact on climate change? And right after transportation, they mentioned eat less meat. Well, eat less meat should have been number one because uh, meat and dairy causes more climate change than all transportation combined. But at least they're talking about it. We've got a caller on the line, Sarah Siegel. What you got to say today? Hey, Jane, how are you? I'm good, Sarah. How Um, you doing? Well, my comment would be what you just said, is that the animal agriculture has been all the way at the very bottom of this list of all of these problems that have happened. And after speaking, you know, speaking with Dr. Will Cuddle, I realized that he's right. Every single thing that's going on right now is the cause. Animal agriculture is the cause. The deforestation, the species extinctions, the health industry, I mean, these cholesterol problems, type 2 diabetes, all this health stuff. So everything always leads back to animal agriculture. And also, the last thing I want to say is that animal agriculture is basically the indoctrination of female exploitation. We're talking about females here. So the Me Too movement can even go over to the animal agriculture because you're talking about taking the babies away from their mothers, not allowing them to nurse, and you're also talking about raping the females. So they can even have these babies that are tortured and then transported days over to a slaughterhouse. And it just doesn't, none of this makes sense. It's just, it's just you know, so crazy. I just can't believe great, it. You've raised, Sarah, you've raised a great point. 
is that this is the violation of the feminine. None of these animals are reproducing by making love. They are all violated. In fact, the industry term, and you can look this up, is called a rape rack. So we are mass producing these animals by violating them. And then when their babies are born, we're taking the babies away from the mothers. Why? Because for us to drink the mother's milk of another species, which is totally unnatural, we have to take the baby away. Otherwise, the baby calf would drink the milk. So the mothers and the baby cows are separated and they scream and they grieve. I've seen the video of this. The mother's fighting, fighting, fighting. Every mother wants to be with his or her baby, with her baby, and every baby wants to be with his or her mother. So Erica Meyer, um, can you talk a little bit about that? How, you know, there's this whole campaign, milk, it does a body good. People don't, they, they, they don't understand the cruelty that goes into the dairy industry an interesting um, industry because drinking milk is actually one of the most invasive things we put in our bodies, and yet we're told it's so natural. We, um, and I'm talking specifically about cow milk. So we are the only species who drinks milk past weaning because as mammals, we produce milk for our young as well, and that's cows. The milk that we're drinking, that milk is intended for their young and so we're the only species who drinks milk past weaning, and we're the only species who drinks another animal's milk. So when, when, you know, I think Mary Beth mentioned this, that when she stopped drinking dairy, her sinus um, infections started to clear up. And I think, you know, dairy, so from a health perspective, dairy is probably the first thing we should stop consuming if, if you know, we're looking at this from a health perspective. Um, but also from a cruelty perspective, it is such a horrific industry. It is the rise of the veal industry. The veal industry is basically a byproduct of dairy. Um, these are the ma- often the male calves born in the dairy industry because they don't produce milk. They, um, the industry didn't know what to do with them, so they started a new industry called the veal industry. And these are the male calves who are sent to live um, without their mothers. They're taken away at birth. And they're slaughtered at just a few months of age and marketed to us as veal. Um, but that's baby cows um, and, mm. you know, milk itself. So we are forcibly impregnating these mammals, these cows, in order for them to produce milk. And then when their babies are born, the babies are taken away from their mothers. And there is, you know, on, the, on usually the same day that they're born. And there is really, really difficult to watch and very like heartbreaking footage of mm-hmm. babies being taken away from their mothers. And the mother cows are, as you would imagine, any bonded mother would do, you know, mm-hmm. she is striving to get back to her baby and that bond is broken. And then, you know, her milk is taken from her for us to drink. And we, it's just a cycle of cruelty that we don't need to participate in. In fact, it's physically harming our bodies, the fact that we are drinking this milk. So, you know, there are so many amazing alternatives out there from soy milk to rice milk and cashew milk, hemp milk. And you can go into any major grocery store today and you are seeing that the dairy section is now being taken over by dairy-free alternative options. I mean, milk is being pushed further and further to the side to make way for this amazing amount of dairy-free options from ice cream to yogurt to sour mm-hmm. cream to cream cheese. It's out there. It's available. It's delicious. And it's 100% plant-based. And uh, you make so many good points. Adina from New York, what, what do you have to say? Hi, Jane. Hi, Erica. Um, it's been such a thought-provoking, interesting conversation. I just, my question was that, um, you know, I think there's a lot more awareness about factory farming and, um, you know, the cruelty involved or the environmental problems, but I do see that, you know, a lot of people promote, there's a promotion more of like, you know, small farms or humane meat or cage-free eggs and those kind of products that don't come from factory farms. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that being a better alternative than people buying uh, products from conventional factory farms, is it better um, or a better shift that people are 
you know, buying those products and that that's a bigger market now, like in Whole Foods, you know, you can get all of these animal products that don't come from conventional farms. But I know that the other side of that is that people say that there's still a lot of cruelty involved. There's still health um, issues related to all of those products, regardless of what, where they come from. And then also the environmental factor, but I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because it's something that I think about a lot. Well, Erica, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this is something that we get asked a lot, and it's um, it's a it's I think it's a really thoughtful conversation to have because when you know we learn about factory farming and we still want to include meat in our diet, then the you know we're drawn towards this idea of um, quote unquote humane meat, and it's true that these animals living on these smaller farms are leading much better lives. It's less cruel than on a factory farm where they are probably confined, depending on the animal and the industry, confined in tiny wire cages, um, don't have access to sunlight or fresh air. Um, the, the animals on smaller farms, um, the ones that you're sort of describing, probably lead better lives, but do they lead good lives because at the end of the day, they're still slaughtered and Mm -hmm. there really is no good way to slaughter an animal. And so, you know, I know a lot Mm -hmm. of people who seem interested in the idea of going to their local farmer's market to buy chicken instead of buying from a big conglomerate in a grocery store. And those birds probably did lead better lives, but when they see these birds still being slaughtered, they're horrified because there's still mm-hmm. that disconnect between the animal on my plate and the fact that that animal's life was cut short in a horrific way. Well, and, yeah, and I, I'd like and to think- jump in a little bit and say, only because we're almost out of time, uh, that uh, there have been undercover investigations into these so-called humane farms. Yeah, right. And they see, uh, basically, uh, somebody described it who had been to these farms as cages of flesh replacing cages of steel. They're packed so tight, even though they technically are not in cages, sometimes they're cannibalizing each other. It's still a horror show. I mean, every time I talk to somebody who says, oh, I'm very careful about where I get my meat, and, you know, everybody has created this fantasy in their heads of what their perfect farm looks like to justify its denial. In fact, a lot of these uh, uh, slaughterhouses have pretty pictures of the animals that they're slaughtering inside on the outside of the buildings. And the, an- and the animals in these murals are frolicking and having a good time. Inside, they're being, uh, their throats are being slit. So uh, personally, I-, I don't think that, uh, there's, that, that that's the answer. I think actually it's, it's a step back because it's, you know, if, if I said to you, well, you know what, uh, I'm going to kill you, but uh, I'm going to do it uh, after, you know, serving you a nice meal. That doesn't make your death any less uh, horrific. Uh, there's no nice way to kill an animal who didn't want to die is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we still have George on. Uh, George, we have very few seconds. Can you just give us a quick comment? Uh, y- yes. Hi, Jane. Uh, I just wanted to, to touch base on, on, you know, living true to our values. I think, you know, we've talked about all the information coming out and how, how we don't necessarily blame um, I think, we, you know, it's okay for us to, to be angry about the, the system, but we've got to be very cautious of how we, you know, we behave and what we present and, and what we want to see in actions of people from the world. Well, I agree with you. I mean, we're about peace. We're about love. We're about nonviolence. We're about compassion. But we can uh, confront people with the truth. We're doing them a favor by doing that. And I want to say we're just about out of time. I want to thank Erica Meyer of Compassion Over Killing and Mary Beth Wood. You are my heroes. You are amazing. Go to Compassion Over Killing, COK.net, and get involved. There is a new way, a new way of living. Peace begins on your plate, people. Thank you for joining us for Jane Unchained. Come on back next week. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.